0: Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats.
1: Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women?
0: Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc.
1: And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone.
0: We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. All right, welcome
1: to the Woman in White Coats podcast. I am Dr. Christine Vo, and I'm a co-author of the Chronicles of Woman in White Coats book series. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Julie Lindauer. Dr. Lindauer is a pediatrician who has specialized in newborn intensive care for over 25 years, although she does not look it. Oh. <laughs> she is mom to two daughters, the youngest of which is leaving for college this fall, making her and her husband empty nesters for the first time. She feels most fulfilled at work when engaged in helping the next generation of doctors find their way through the first semester of med school and beyond and watching her former patients grow and develop their own unique personalities. Today, we're chatting with her about her book chapter in the latest edition of Chronicles of Women in White Coats entitled Perfect Imperfection. Welcome, Dr. Lindar. I love your title. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks for
1: being here. So my first question for you is what made you decide to go into your specialty?
2: That's a great question. So when I was a medical student, you know, kind of at that beginning of the third year where you have to kind of start thinking about where to kind of direct your attention. And it's also a time where you are experimenting or being experimented on in multiple rotations, (laughs) right? And uh, some of them, some of them inpatient outpatient. And I had decided at the beginning of my third year that I was really interested in primary care of some kind. So that would have been internal medicine, family medicine, OBGYN like yourself and pediatrics. And I would have to say that something that helped me immensely was when I was on my obstetrics rotation, part of our, um, our role as M3s was to go on call overnight with the admitting, um, delivering uh, obstetrician, and then uh, participate help with the delivery. So these were typically vaginal deliveries. And then your job was to admit the newborn to the newborn nursery and do their initial physical exam. And I found myself drawn to the babies after they were born (laughs) and, and following the babies um, like they were the big event, you know, even though obviously they were born to a mother and a family, but it was during a time. Also, we're talking about the 1980s, early nineties, where it was commonplace to separate the babies immediately from the moms, which thankfully we don't do anymore. Uh, there wasn't skin-to-skin contact and waiting for th- their admission the clamping. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I got to focus on the baby and um, I just loved everything about babies, how young, new,
0: mm-hmm. how
2: uh, they're so dynamic with their physiology, with their transition from in utero to extra utero life. I still find that just amazing transition. And I just loved that part of the care of the, of the babies. And then at the same time, I had some people I looked up to both in pediatrics and in the neonatal fellowship, Uh, the neonatal fellows that I saw, how competent, how kind, how uh, just wonderful they interacted both with their patients and their patients' families. So I I must say that I was also inspired by those who had uh, gone before Mm -hmm. and they were willing to teach. And so it was, that was a big part of it too. I love it. I love
0: that. Hello, my sister doc. Are you feeling overworked, overwhelmed and exhausted? If so, I want you to know that you are not alone. And I also want you to know that there is a way out of it. Check out our three steps to move from overwhelmed and exhausted to confident and balanced as a woman doctor training. It's a free training for you created specifically for women doctors who are just feeling so incredibly overwhelmed right now. Here's what you'll learn. The four mistakes most women doctors make when trying to prevent burnout. The three steps that actually work to move you out of overwhelm and exhaustion. The one belief that could shift everything for you. And our proven process for helping you feel confident and balanced into burning bright instead of burning out. And as a special gift, you'll receive our Wellness and Empowerment workbook just for registering for the training to register go to womenawaycoats.com forward slash three steps training and that is the number three steps training can't wait to see you there
1: well now what inspired you to be a part of this book project?
2: Well, similar to you, Christine, I, I believe I received an email, you know, uh, from women in white coats or saw something posted and it really drew me in. Um, it was talking about how, and you mentioned this when we were talking in our interview about how women physicians, but physicians, it could be parents tend to absorb the stress and the anguish and the struggles around them. Rather than being able to, um, and you don't ever want to be detached emotionally from your patients, but there's another extreme where it is you are too involved and it's taking a toll on you because you are literally feeling that suffering as well with them. That's what compassion means, right? Suffer with. And the point of the message from Women in White Coats was there is a way to be compassionate, but not let it consume you. Mm. And I just, and it gave a, you know, a book that they had uh, derived some of these ideas from. And so I bought the book. And so that kind of got me uh, intrigued and interested in that, wow, there are women physicians out there talking about these issues. (laughs) And I had never experienced that in my, in my smaller, you know, sphere uh, of physicians and women physicians around me. So I uh, enrolled in the retreat, which happened on zoom last spring. And once again, just amazing experience. And I love meeting other women physicians, other physicians, but especially uh, women in this group, because they all are amazing people and they all have stories. Like you had mentioned, the stories are incredibly powerful and, and inspiring. So I've never um, regretted you know being a part of this it's been it's added a lot to my to my satisfaction with my work too i couldn't agree with you more i think just
1: in our group there are just so many amazing people in general Absolutely. yes mm-hmm. so now if you wouldn't mind sharing what is the main
2: theme that you talk about in your chapter well as you mentioned its title is perfect imperfection and what i'm trying to get across Not to give too many spoilers about the book. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) Get across that we are all imperfect, and that's perfect. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? And so there are a lot of things that people struggle with. It could be an illness, it could be a chronic illness, it could be a life situation, it could be a loss. And we sometimes forget that it's not just us feeling these these things and that it's okay to mess up or it's okay to feel inadequate, but know that everyone else is in their own way, having similar, similar feelings and thoughts. And the fact that if you share, like you were also mentioning when we talked, if you share that even though it is, it's personal, even if you share that struggle, it's no longer as much of a burden. And so I gave an example in my chapter about how I was affected by, um, at age 17, being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and how that affected, you know, right before I was going to college and and I already knew I wanted to be pre-med, how that kind of changed my life at that particular time. I think it made me mature faster than I probably would have otherwise. And um, just figuring out how to navigate with this new issue, this new medical issue that was going to be with me the rest of my life and how to to share the inspiration part of that uh, with kids. Um, So I'm really glad I did pediatrics because it was very natural for me to want to give back to kids. And I do that through a summer camp for kids with diabetes. So that's, in a nutshell, kind of what the book chapter is is talking about. Oh, How I love pay that. It, pay it forward. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But just that title, perfectly imperfect.
1: I mean, it truly is. Right. It's like either all. That's we're what all, a humans are. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We are all perfectly imperfect. But then when we try to hide that imperfection like it's a shameful flaw. I think that's when it gets, that's when the pain and the suffering comes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is again, the importance of sharing stories.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. And this is, as you mentioned before, in the last question, that's what drew me to women in white coats as mm-hmm. well, because what other outlet or Avenue do we have to share stories? Mm-hmm. It's not as common in our you know, in our world, in the hospital, you can't say, Hey, can you take a half hour? I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) You've got a baby to deliver. or I've got a baby to resuscitate or something. You're not going to be sitting around chatting, telling stories. And yet we are already telling stories to ourselves during that whole time. Some of them, which aren't as healthy as they should be. Exactly. Because what we think is
1: true in that moment may not be. Oh, so much. We can go into with that conversation, but what's one thing you wish you knew when you were first starting
2: out in medicine? Well, we were told during orientation, our first year, um, like very, very early on, you're going to miss, you know, uh, important family events. You're going to miss out from a lot of things in your life because you're dedicating yourself to medicine. What I, and I, I realized that, but what I didn't realize is not only that, but how much of who I am was sacrificed. Mm-hmm. In other words, the things that I loved, the things that I love to do or the way I wanted to interact, it all morphed into med student work goals, like you had mentioned before goals, you know, got to do well. Well, first of all, you had to do well on your MCAT, then you had to get admitted. And then you had to figure out what am I going to do? Am I going to have Mm -hmm. a residency? And there's no time really. I mean, there probably is, but, but not, you don't think there is uh, Mm -hmm. any time to reflect and any time to say, what am I missing? Or how can I bring part of myself back um, into what I'm doing in my goals for my life? So I just think I sacrificed more than I recognized I was going to, you know, my love of music, um, my love of, you know, being outdoors and traveling and things like that. And only recently have those things made their way back into my life. So how recently, Hmm, it's probably kind of gradual, probably over the last five to 10 years. Really, like you said, I've been doing this for over twenty-five, so half yeah. my career, <laughs> I was yeah. not really in touch with that, with that uh, part, and then giving yourself permission to bring those very important aspects of your life back. That's right. That's right. Now, what made
1: you, or what allowed you, to give yourself permission to reconnect with your yourself?
2: Mm-hmm. Having kids having someone you're responsible for and you have to be in the moment when you have a child at home, you have to be present for them. You have to be present with them. And then I think it just expanded from my children to myself where I thought, well, that's really how I should be responding to my own needs as well. So I think being a parent for me helped me realize how precious that present is and how, um, you need to enjoy your entire sphere of your life as much as possible in the present. Mm, beautiful. It's like being a parent enabled you to, to
1: reparent yourself. That's a great way of saying that. Yeah. I love that. Well, Dr. Lindauer, this was a wonderful conversation and thank you so much for taking your time to talk with me today. I, um, learned so much, so I really, really appreciate it.
2: Thank you. I enjoyed it as well.
0: Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual doctor's lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you'll find us at womeninwhitecoatsblog and on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.